Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting in the kingpin with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, it's uh, we're actually it, we're not in our safe houses. No, we're not. We're, we're <laughs> at the Kingpin uh, Lounge or Bar and Lounge. Or sure. What do they call it? All here? of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're at the Kingpin, which is a uh, a beautiful bar, a pl- great place to hang out, and a great place to see uh, music every once in a while. They got a great jukebox, great bartenders, and. Um, Last time I was here was actually uh, my sister was in town for the last jazz uh, French Quarter Fest that happened here last year. Okay, and she got a uh, Airbnb right around the corner. Wow! And uh, so we hung out here uh, a, a few nights, even though she doesn't drink, uh, but she was hanging out. You know? But you were drinking for two. I was drinking. Yeah. I was drinking for her and her husband. Okay, three. Yeah, three. <laughs> and their two friends that they were traveling with. No, actually, those people were drinking. Yeah, <laughs> right. but it's great to be out. Isn't I know, I know. Once I realized we were going to do this today, yeah. I, I got a, a little little pep in my step. Yeah. You know, uh... Well, I, I had a pep last night when I, I, I brought it up. And then, I don't know about you, but this is the worst thing to have during a, a pandemic or this virus that's going on. Mm-hmm. People are quarantined and stuff. But I've been suffering from insomnia for the last week. Really? Yeah, I can't sleep. That's not normal for you, is no, it? No, I, I, well, usually I just pass out. Right, right. You know, well, but, and that uh, hasn't been working this that, week? I, I, the past, uh, I'd say, uh, 88 hours, I, I, I have not been able to sleep. Come really? on. No, I, I go to bed around 10, 11, because I'm still working. Right. Um, at the campus, the big campus here, and I just toss and turn until like 4.35 a.m., I'll fall asleep. I have to get up like 90 minutes later. Jesus, is is your mind racing with thoughts? I don't know what it is. I really don't know. I mean, uh, nothing's changed really in my life. I mean, not back on the crystal meth. No, I'm not back doing any kind of speed, or or, or, or I'm not having any kind of affair, right? Or I'm not thinking of anyone else. You haven't killed anyone. I haven't killed. Not that I know of. (laughs) Right, right. I I haven't run over. Not your conscience is what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Your eyes don't look so good. Well, you know, I'm going. I'm going. I'm glad you said because I'm going for my. I, I've been putting. I, they they uh, rescheduled me because of the pandemic. I'm supposed to get my uh, glaucoma checked on Monday. Okay, right. Because they say my glaucoma is not looking good. Really? Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that was back in late February. Uh huh. When I had my eye test and I got my new glasses and stuff like that, they said they didn't have the machine to do that at that office. Uh-huh. We'll set you an appointment at another office. And but then the pandemic came, got everything postponed. got canceled, postponed, and all right. that. And finally, I'm going back this coming Monday to have this test done. And uh, I just think of my uh, my father-in-law who uh, used to watch TV with the binoculars. Yeah, his eyes were so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, uh, do, you, do you do you still have access to those binoculars? Uh, I have my own. I have my okay. uh, I have my opera glasses and my uh, my binoculars uh, uh-huh. from uh, a while back. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy going nuts. And, uh, you know, we're here, back here. We're, uh, we're supposed to do stage three. It ain't happening. We're back here. I'm so glad I'm out. It's great to be out. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, and, uh, but oh, uh, uh, I've noticed the, the news. You know, we always talk about what's going on in our city and stuff right, like that. Right, right. And uh, we, we talked about, uh, well, we haven't talked about, what, you know, there's an election. This Saturday we go and vote for 
specific little districts and yeah, offices. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like the Democratic yeah. primary is, yeah. is happening here, right. and then we're electing Democratic delegates to the convention and right. some All judgeships kind of, yeah. and stuff, yes. But we have a, a typical New Orleans, we have a councilman who, uh, who yes. a, a councilman, his name is Jason Williams, and he wants to be the new district attorney. Right. And the district attorney named Canazero uh, apparently about a month ago put out a, a little news blip that uh, he wasn't uh, good on his taxes, Jason Williams. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think, uh, so Jason Williams, is, he's the president of the city council. Right. And, uh, and yes, he's been running. He announced long, a couple of years ago that he was going to run for DA. Right. But then, yes, uh, uh, several months ago, they, the, the, a federal indictment was... Yeah. was uh, and it came out of nowhere. No, 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 no. Came out of nowhere. I mean, he's a good pal. I like him. Okay, but yeah, no, no, I, I think not, he's a good guy too. I'm not going to vouch for his taxes, but no, I like I, him as a person. Yeah, no, we're no. not saying anything. We're, we're, it's just interesting that that uh, you know, like what Manny's bringing up is the the uh, the the coincidence of the fact that he's running against the running for DA the against the incumbent DA. And while it's not a charge brought by the DA, it's it's a charge brought by some guys that the DA knows. Yes, right. exactly. You know. Um, uh, only in New Orleans, man. You well, know, you know. Or, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But, it, but it, it, it leads to other things now because over our holiday Fourth of July weekend, we were uh, 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 we were uh, blessed with the announcement that Con- Kanye West was going to run for president. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So I'm thinking, once I heard this on July 5th, I didn't hear it on the 4th, but he uh-huh. made the announcement on the 4th, I heard to myself, well, I thought, I thought to myself, well, okay, Trump in 2016 got the idiot vote. Right. And Kanye is going to get the stupid idiot vote. Basically. <laughs> okay. Because, I mean, I, this guy, you look at this guy and you, and you, you see interviews with him. Uh, he's, uh, he's not too bright. He, well, he's, he's got some mental health issues yeah, himself. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's uh, admittedly. No, he, he's, he's, he's admitted that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, you yeah. look into his eyes and you have no idea who's driving, <laughs> basically. When I look into his eyes, it's just like, it's like the old Larry Holmes, the heavyweight boxer who used to say, I like eggs. <laughs> and that's what he looks like to me. He just sounds like, I like eggs. Yeah, not the so first. So, Kanye, what would your foreign policy be? Eggs. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's a lot of news going on. Uh, our country's, uh, we're still in this pandemic. and uh, Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, it higher is. Higher numbers than ever, apparently, you know. We're, yeah. Yes, we're, we're, we're really going to number one. We are. Yeah, well, you know, listen, uh, you know, uh, and here's the thing that's weird is like, you know, your kids are in college, my kids in high school and and the panic that's going on to reopen schools. Right, right. Is crazy going nuts, man. Right. It's crazy going nuts because I work at the big university. Here yes. in, in New Orleans. Yes, I'm not going to give them satisfaction of giving their name. Sure, but you you've yeah. been saying that yeah. that while they they've announced a schedule to to reopen right. in person classes, that you were very dubious about that. Well, were, here's the thing: I was actually on. I took a week off because really nothing was happening last week. I took the week off because okay. I have all this vacation time I have to use. Right. You know, and you know what I did during my vacation? I made a list of things to do while okay. around the house. Uh huh. And I had like you know basically nine days off because it's you know a week and the weekends sure nine. so I made a list of things to do mm-hmm. and it was about 12 13 things and and I got two of them done <laughs> I can't basically wait to I got, hear I got two of well, those were <laughs> the, the first one I got done was I weed-eated both sides of the house because it really needed to be weed-eated okay 
And the second one's the second one was uh, not to die. Okay. Well, <laughs> so mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. The other ones I didn't get done. Okay. But I not thought, dying and weed eating. I, I, I felt I thought pretty masturbation good. was surely going to be in there. Drinking. Well, well, that that's not that's that's that's, that's not even that doesn't both, need to be in the both list. Both of those don't need to be on the list, right? Yeah, okay. masturbation and drinking those are hobbies. Okay, <laughs> okay. those aren't things to do. Those that's are fucking given. hobbies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, you don't need to check a list. We'll get for to that. your hobbies in a minute, young man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're going to cover it all. Yeah, but so what? What I was getting to the mm-hmm. point was. That um, you know, I work at the big campus here, and, and of course, you know, they wanna they want the semester to go on because they don't wanna they don't wanna give back money, right, or anything like that. So they're, what they're doing is, and I noticed like the public schools, the charter schools, the Catholic schools are all have their plans. Well, where I work at the big college, um, they're planning on a 50-50 education, where fifty percent will be done on campus, fifty percent will be done in your dorm room or your apartment wherever you live. Mm-hmm. And there's, they've actually, they're building, on all the green spaces on campus, they're building more, like, pop-up uh, classrooms, well, bungalows. Well, I heard those tents in the, in the yeah, quad, that's yeah. what those are? Yeah, those are going to be classrooms. Now they're going to air-condition those? Oh, yeah, air-conditioned okay. classrooms and also dining halls. Oh, okay. Because they don't want, because we have that brand-new cafeteria that could seat, like, 800 people. Uh-huh. Well, they don't want 800 people in there at one time. Sure, sure. So they're making these pop-up dining halls, pop-up classrooms, where they're going to... You're going to get people to get on campus and take their class or get their meal, whatever, mm. and uh, they're going to separate it all. It's, it's all about the spacing. So, right. And, and they, even, they even have an app now where you can order your lunch, go to the cafeteria window, and they'll give you your lunch, and then you go to a appointed room where you get to eat your food. Okay, getting it, very sophisticated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, uh, if they can pull it off... We'll see. I don't know. Right. You know, because uh, you and, and as far as like uh, freshman move in weekend where the parents come and the kids come mm-hmm. and it's all exciting. They have activities. It's all gone. Yeah. And you in can't fact, do that. in fact, and before they even move, go to campus, every freshman is asked to go to Hyatt downtown and they're going to test them for COVID-19. Oh, okay. Before they're even allowed on campus. Well, that's good. That's that's you know. positive. You know, I think that's been one of the the big failures of the the U.S. response is lack of testing. You know, if we had more testing, we would we would know who was. Uh, you well, know. there are some who say we have too much testing. That's well, why the numbers are up. Well, yeah. You know, obviously logic doesn't bear yeah, that out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's not the way yeah. it works. But then anyway, so it goes down. So that's the college, and then now you know uh, I don't know what they're doing at your kid's school, but. Uh, one of your kids goes to the, a local camp. But anyway, but now the high schools, the public and charter schools where my kid goes to right. school, they're having uh, A, B days. So okay. if you, on A days, you go to campus and you go in a classroom and you get your temperature checked. It's like Monday and Wednesdays will be A. On Mondays and well, Thursday. We'll probably switch every week. Some, yeah, days, yeah, yeah. some weeks you'll go today to go yeah. to school three days. And then B and, days right. you'll go for certain classes. And then, there's, and then there's one day where everyone stays home and just basically it's like study hall from home. Oh, okay. So you're only going to, to, into class two days a week. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you're having distance learning. Okay. Two days. And then you have actual 
on campus learning, right? And then well, the, if if that if that works, well, that that seems like you know, I guess the best alternative that that we can think of. You so know? also, the Catholic schools are doing that too. The Catholic oh, right. schools okay. are doing the A and B days, but their C day is going to be rape. Okay. It's, gonna, it's gonna be a rape day. There's well, that, days. That'll be down from their their normal schedule. So well, yeah. So they're cutting back. So okay, there'll be right. well, that's A and B days and the the rape day. Well, there's there's it's what po- about there's, the, there's a positive. What's that? Ahead. Yes, well, I was gonna say I I'm pretty much uh, stuck to the C minus day. That was my uh, great point. <laughs> okay. The C minus gentlemen, day? gentlemen C minus. C minus? Day. Yeah, gentlemen C minus. <laughs> my parents are always happy with the C minus, <laughs> and I had to beg to get a C minus. Well, and you can always just uh, make that C minus into a C plus. It's e- on the e- old report card. Easy too. enough yeah, to do. Yeah, on the old yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I used to do. And the D minus, too. I never got out of the Cs. So and the F, the F was made into a B. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> F were made into Bs, and uh, if and I then, got an A, I was so shocked. And then, you know, an enterprising student could actually g- gain access to the uh, the supply closet and, and get a whole bunch of clean report cards and fill out... Whatever you get, whatever grade you wanted. Exactly. I wasn't smart enough for that. Okay. I well, well, I went to the I went to Ben Franklin. So <laughs> I just so drove it, my kid. There. All right. Bef- let's let's get going here. We've talked. About, anything else you want to talk about? Um. Uh, you know, we 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 don't need to. Uh, I have a whole list of things, but we don't need to get to them now. They'll all keep. Okay. Well, I just wanted to. You know, we're still dealing. The nation, the world, the universe is still dealing with this uh, virus that we go we have going on, and and we just had the holiday weekend. And um, uh, we'll see a, probably another spike. And, 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 and it is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, I told you like a f- about, I don't know, about a, a month or so ago that, that LaToya, our mayor, yes. has been confiding in me okay. about things. So I, I told her to get rid of Jazz Fest. And she did. Okay. She convinced them to no Jazz Fest. French Quarter Fest, she said, Manny, you're right. No more French Quarter Fest. <laughs> okay. So also... You know, uh, Essence Fest, I told her, why bother? You know, it's not going to happen, uh-huh. you know. But there was one thing that she didn't want to bend. And finally, I got her to bend and, 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 and declare this. Uh, I told her, I said, you got to do this, okay. And she finally did. So she got, she declared that all residents and visitors to the French Quarter must wash their hands after, after using the sidewalk. <laughs> After peeing on the sidewalk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well. So I got that finally. And she finally declared that, you know, uh, something we have to do. She, she didn't want to go that far, but you, you were able to persuade uh, her. I was able to her. persuade her that, you know, people in the French Quarter, wash your hands after using the sidewalk. Okay, I think that's solid I, public I, policy. I think it's good policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no that's, that's great. That's yeah. great. We'll go, go back to the, uh, the lemony scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, before we before we get to our guest, we were mentioning we we're talking about the great Mr. Paul Williams last last oh, week. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Manny had seen the uh, the Paul Williams documentary, and I'm still and, alive. And was it, yes, was it, yeah, he's yes, still alive. He's, well, he's written so many hits. I mean, oh, yeah, no, but yeah. everyone thought he was dead for like 20 years, but he's well, actually little still people, alive. Little people, they sort of you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they don't need they to go there. Easy to miss. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I have a Paul Williams record at my house. Oh yeah, no, he's he's terrific. So anyway, so today I'm opening up some. And I get this letter from ASCAP, you know, American Society of Composers and Uh Producers, and I think that's what it is. And uh, 
lo and behold, you know, I knew this, but but then, I mean, I, I didn't mention it, but it's from Mr. Paul Williams, who's the president. Yeah, he's the president. Yeah, he's been president the president. And chairman of the board of ASCAP. So yeah. I have a personal letter written to me by Mr. Paul Williams. Uh, wow. Just, so I have what it right here it, what in my is, hand. Briefly, what does it say? Uh, well, he, he touches on a few you know, a current ASCAP business. He m makes uh, mention of ASCAP's efforts uh, to, you know, fight racism and, you know, calling for human rights and equal justice and uh, the, the efforts that, that ASCAP is engaged in to, to further those that agenda. And then he goes on to say, you know, we're in COVID and d during this time we're working tirelessly to collect and distribute as, as much money as we can to, uh -huh. our, our, uh, to our members. And then uh, he goes on to some housekeeping here, ASCAP Latin Awards, ASCAP uh, Rhythm and Soul Awards, and, uh, you know, and it's, it's got a little uh, printed uh, signature. Very. Did very you get a chance to see that documentary yet? I didn't. I looked. Uh, it's not on Netflix. Anymore? It's, it's, on, it's on Amazon and something else that I don't have. Oh, okay. And, I mean, I could, for, for a few dollars, I could rent it, but you know how I am. Yeah, you're, you're too cheap. <laughs> you're not going to rent it. Uh, it'll, it'll show back up somewhere yeah. where I'll be able to see it. No, no. <laughs> I, this is my first, I'm a first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time listener. Well, no, it's a, you should check it out. You know, Maybe for uh, your birthday's coming, maybe someone will buy you that as, okay, uh, as a gift. The, all right, uh, the our Paul, nation. It'll probably cost like $1.99. Uh, it, yeah. it might be $2.99. Uh, yeah, you know, if uh, if, yeah, if yeah, some yeah. kind uh, listener wants to uh, contribute yeah. to, to, uh, the, yeah. to the Trouble Men. Yeah. Somebody out there, uh, give yeah, them a yeah, few yeah. bucks. Bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So before you go any farther, okay, I need further to get or farther, farther, further. Uh -huh. How do we do? Um, we've got a couple things to address. One, your insomnia. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I've got a cure for you. What's um, that? It's I think it's uh, Decades Channel. Um, at two o'clock in the morning, you get Cannon. Three o'clock in the morning, you get Barnaby Jones. Oh. If you can make it through Barnaby Jones, you'll pass out. <laughs> Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. Barnaby That's how he does. Yeah, he says that. Really? Then, yeah. And then the other thing to address is that my bartender brought up the tab that you left here from the last two of your mayor running for mayor parties. Well, no, I fucking paid <laughs> no, that no. tab. So this is here. Uh, you don't have to take care of it tonight, but I just want to let you know that it's been on the wall for the... I, I, in New Orleans, they run for mayor every year, so you've been here for... <laughs> Six years straight doing it. Oh no, no, no! That's 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 not true. No, I'm we run every you. four years, but I'll pay it. How much is it? It's a lot. It's too much. Well, I'll give it to Renee. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. That ain't then, gonna happen. No, that was like 2012. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, we had a big we, turnout. We yeah, the we had a huge. Where, where the, a wiping away of all debt. Everything is forgiven right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, had so. this room, and we were playing because every election I have a, either a, a yard sign, a bumper sticker. And that year, I actually got local musicians to make a CD, uh, a tribute to Manny Chevrolet. <laughs> and Luke Spur Allen had right the on. big hit called uh, uh, Manny Chevrolet, Run From Air. We had uh, another artist, Natasha Sanchez, uh -huh. had a song on it. And uh, Was Jonah here then? Did Jonah come? Well, no, Jonah was... He had passed by then? No, no, no. He was still run. No, he was running. Run no, he didn't come here. Okay. No. No, Jonah wasn't here. No, but uh, that would have been the best ticket. You and him would have taken. Fuck over. yeah, man! <laughs> Jonah was a good kid. Yes, yes. He, you know, and he's you know like he didn't want to win, but he wanted something to get out there. An issue. He ran on one issue. Yeah, and that was get uh, the streetcars handicap friendly. 
Right on. And fucking, he got it he done. He succeeded. He got it done. And and apparently, there's a, great docu- there's a great documentary. Is there really? A kid that went to school, went to NOCA. Somebody just told him about this. That did a documentary. It said it's fantastic. And there's a clip of sure they're doing the, when they're doing the service here, the second line in front of the kingpin. Right, yeah. Well, I met him at a, a, de- a debate and, uh, <laughs> where all the candidates were invited. And Mitch, Mitch Landry was going to win. Right. We knew all that. But, so, but everyone's got to get their shit out there and stuff like that. And, and that's when I, uh, I stole that line from Brother Theodore, I think. I said, you know... Uh, Elvis uh, is dead. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I, I said, so Gandhi's good. dead. <laughs> Martin Luther King's dead. J- JFK's dead. I'm not feeling so good myself. You know, that's what I said. Right, right, right. But uh, Jonah had that street. He just, no matter what question was posed to him, he didn't answer. He just talked about handicap. Accessible I street. About that line yeah, of yeah, and and then at, this is so sleazy though. Mitch Landrew, after the form was over, I see Mitch. I put in my jacket on. Mitch Landrew is like snapping his fingers to his photographer, <laughs> and he goes up next to Jonah, who's in a fucking wheelchair. This kid, and he kneels down and photo op. Blah 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 blah. Oh, oh fuck you, fucking. I, I actually love Mitch. Actually, I like I, Mitch too. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm actually good pals with him. But I understand that how that could rub you the wrong way. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we 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 roast the ones we love. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let, I'm jumping in way too much. So you guys. No, that's okay. We we may as well, well we bring our to, guest. Yeah, let's bring, introduce bring our guest in, into into this mix here, because um, he's, he's 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 irrepressible. Um, so he's a uh, he's uh, a musician, a bass player. He's played in a, a bunch of bands. Uh, you know, going back to the the uh, the Neptunes, Thousand Dollar Car. Uh, Lusher Dad's band. He's a he's a, <laughs> a business owner. Has the the lovely Kingpin Bar that we're in right now. Also uh, Midway Pizza, very successful, fantastic restaurant there on Ferret Street, and uh, many other things. But uh, without further ado, Mr. Steve Watson, welcome, Steve. Hey guys, thanks for having me. This is great. Well, thanks for having us here at your little uh, uh, club here, little bar here. There's yeah. a there's a theme in my life where I get phone calls, and it'll be. Because you guys, I was listening to your show, and you had Chris Lee, and Chris had this band he put together. The Chris Lee band, I get a phone call, and Chris is like, you know, we're pals. He's like, hey, man, uh, do you want to jam? And I was like, let me guess. You've exhausted everyone in town, and I'm the last one. He's like, not really. (laughs) So then when Renee called me, I was like, um, you've run out of people to ask. To <laughs> and he said, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, no, no, this is great. Thanks. Yeah, man. no, actually blast. not at all. And, and, and many people, you know, I, we get them on finally and they, they I can tell they, they want to act slightly hurt, uh, you know, that it took me this long to get to them. And I go, and I think, you know, I have a ton of people behind you. That right uh, you know, it's just, in hindsight, this may be early on in the in the uh, the, the the tenure of the Trouble Men podcast. So you know, don't don't you know, no, you're no, just I'm the only seven hundred eighty-two. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I think you're one thirteen. Yeah, lucky you're number one thirteen. Yeah, it's good to see you guys, man. Well, yeah. yeah, it's great to be. I mean, the last time I saw you, if you remember, was. Uh, 2019, it was around right when the new airport opened. Oh, great time. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we discussed you on the podcast at that time, because we were, we were talking about Susan Spicer was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just recently I had just traveled the in the Nation brand game. new international airport. I, I, I went to go see my beloved Oakland Raiders play their last game in Oakland. Right. And the airport had just opened, like a couple weeks before, and it was a chaos there. It was chaos there. 
fucking So I, my flight was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, <clears throat> and I heard such chaos. So I got there like 11 a.m. I got there three hours early. I figured, and I have no luggage. I'm, just, I'm going for like 48 hours. <laughs> you no, didn't even have underwear on. I had nothing on, okay. in fact, <laughs> except my shoes, which I couldn't get off during security, if you remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway, no. So I, I, I took a cab out there because I don't... I don't do You're not good driving. Well, your eyes now. I was gonna, as yeah, I said earlier, eye, yeah, your glasses yeah. are very thick. Yeah, you I need have some to, help. yeah, I'm getting that test and all that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I got through security. I heard there was like you know a 90 minute wait through security, yeah. and after this was like the first two, first two three weeks, I got through like in 15 minutes. Right. So now I'm wandering this internet brand new international airport. What the fuck am I going to do for two hours? Talk so to I, me. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Midway Pizza. I order a beer at the bar. And I look back there in the kitchen, and you're back there, and you're flinging pies and all that. You're oh, doing all this stuff. And, and, and I'm thinking, well, he looks fucking busy. <laughs> he looks busy. So I'm, so I'm going to finish my beer because I'm going to go actually have lunch at Mondo. Yeah, I, please, I, yeah, please. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have lunch at Mondo and, and kill some time. Uh, anyway, because uh, she owes me a meal. But did, she, did, but did you come up and talk to me? No, what happened was. I was about ready to go talk to you, and, as, and you came out to the register, which a bar. The register was right near oh, my bar seat. You came out to to help some waitress or whatever. Uh, and I said, "Steve, what's going on?" And you were like, "Just like you did right now." You were like, "Ugh." It was such a <laughs> well. It was like Manny, and you had like sauce on your face and in your beard, nightmare. and you were sweating. <laughs> And I go, what's going on, man? And you know, good to see you. you. Go, it's a fucking nightmare here, man. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't uh, staff you well they enough, right? Staff, well, here, here. This is the way this, this is all, an international airport. Okay, it's an international airport. What what happened with? It was an honor to be asked to be in the airport. And as as it turned out, the funny story about it was is that they came. We when they were trying to get the airport, the, the contract was out, and they, everyone had to get local vendors, which is a tribute to. Uh, Mitch and the council people are like you can't outsource okay. gigs for everybody. Right. Good, good for so them. it's like a licensing gig. Yeah. And all it was was that um, one day we went with another company, and so the, somebody called me and said they will we need a pizza place, and we'd seen you on whatever you know social media or something or your menu. They didn't get the gig. I didn't hear anything about it. So the company that got that we ended up being with was Delaware North. That's it was a what it was. Huge yes. company. Okay, so. Um, they, one day, it's, you know, serendipitous, I'm, I'm at the Midway on a Tuesday, and this woman walks in, and she says, um, hey, I'm looking for the owner or the manager, and I was like, I'm with, my name's Jody, I'm with the Delaware North, and with the airport, and I was like, I said, oh, really? She said, yeah, we're looking for a pizza place, and I said, well, I've just been through this with another company where I gave them the recipes, it, we broke down everything. It was actually like a nutritional thing. I mean, doing nutrition on pizza is pretty good. But I looked at her and I said, let me guess, Besh is out. And she's like, yeah, he's out. So they had, be- they had, had Pizza Dominica in there. Okay. And then the shit hit the fan with, with all of his stuff. Yeah, his, so uh, she, yeah. Said, she said to me, she said, well, we got to go see Pizza Delicious. And you two are our top contenders. And I, th- I think the only reason we got it was that Pizza D was closed. Okay. Because they would have walked up and seen how many people were there. And so what ended up happening was it was basically, hey, you know, you sign this contract with this company. They use your brand. They're very good about, like, you know, making it. The place looks great. I mean, it was like, and any of the specs we wanted for all the pizza stuff and everything. And it was like, 
the recipes. We're going to have a staff. You're going to come in. We'll train with you for a week. You come in for a week and work with these people. Yeah, and I think I saw you in week two. Well, I was there for week six. Okay, <laughs> and Renee, I'm going to tell you, like, I've been through fucking, like, I've had PTSD since then through oh, all geez. of this shit right now. And it was, it went from, I was like, okay, well, because my partner Ben and I, on both places, and I was like, Ben, I'll jump out the airport for the first week. You just run both places. It's not run, like we're not, but you know, just day-to-day stuff. I'll go out there. And we had to do, they're like, well, breakfast is at, I had to be there at 2.30 in the morning. And I was like, well, you guys will run, you know, you'll have everything taken care of, right? And it, we had, they had staff, and it was really an interesting thing. It was a union gig, which doesn't mean it was a bad gig, but a lot of people that were like, weren't really getting led the right, you know, it was like, so all of a sudden, so I'd be there, and it was like, well, you know, do we get a day off? I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm just here to help, you know, this kind of right. stuff. Right, like, run well, I heard, I heard Delaware she, North. Right? She said, one, one woman worked for me, she said, Steve, I heard that you close on Christmas. I said, I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm just like, and it's like. Not my department. Not my department. But it was like, the, the other thing that was crazy, it would be like, uh, you know, I'm trying to equate to a bit, like. It was bu- it was so busy, yeah. Off the start, and it was like we didn't have enough people, and it was like you were and you were worried that every person was coming in was someone from um, New Orleans, like you know, it's like it's like you know you're running a restaurant. You don't want to get a bad reputation right out of the shoot, yeah, yeah. right on. So it's like you're just there all the time, and I was I was so burnt, my arms, I was like burnt from the pizza oven. So the ovens oh, weren't the right. We were making the dough, the dough was fucked up. <laughs> it was like we'd run out of cheese. <laughs> and like so it was so bad man I had one night I would like and the only thing was there were these two women in the morning that were great and they worked they had these weird shifts it'd be like they'd get there at 3 in the morning and then they'd leave at 10 and so we'd have the rise and shine it would be and um, it was we had two scrambolis we came up with these breakfast pizza things mm. and so the the people would we'd, we'd, they'd call out to, you know they'd order the pizza and this one woman I can't remember her name. They're both so awesome. But, and she would scream, rise and shad, like this really loud. It would be five in the morning. There's, and I'm like, I, you don't want to yell. Like the lady's looking at you right here waiting for a pizza. <laughs> and this kind of shit was going on. I was like, and I was like, man, I just, let's just try to, you know, like. And her customer was not, uh, it wasn't like a bad thing, but it just was like, it just was. It wasn't what they were expecting, right? There. It yeah, wasn't yeah. what they were expecting. And, and so it went on. And it was like it went on for four weeks till I finally was like, "You got to get people in here." And then I just, at a point, hit the wall where, and I never say this, like, it was good enough. You know, I was like, yeah. "I've had it, man." But I was like, and people come in like, and if you had a two-hour delay, like, and Mitch would come in all the time. How you doing? I was like, like, don't get me wrong, the money was good. You know, I just, yeah. I was just, I just got a cut of it, and we just got to, you know, like, you know, over the top of the gross. And there, everyone was in the same boat, like. Um, Slater from Emeralds. We were well, all there. They're all, all these airport food courts and college food courts and mall food courts. They're all run, even though they're brand name right, right, right. Uh, franchise. They're all run by one company. Yeah, and it was still better than a lot of other shit that you yeah. did. You know, but, yeah. But I'm telling you, and look, when I say the rise of, but I, had, I laughed. Now I look back on it with some really, but like, there was a time when they called me and they couldn't get the ovens turned on. And I was like, why am I getting called? And, right. like, yeah. and I looked at Kate and it was like the first day I've been home. And I was like, this is my wife. And I was like, and I, all, I, I was like at tears. I was like, I, I just can't do it. It was like, it was nuts. And then finally, I just like, they finally staffed it up. Well, then they overstaffed it. But I was just like, 
I was like, I'm out, I'm out for like I don't need to be here. And I just it was like my baby, but it was like our you know, our baby pen is like you just gotta and then I just it is what it is, you know. Well, I just remember when I saw you that day and you came over and you looked at me, you gave me like a hug and you were sweating and sauce. And I thought to myself, you're going to get me to work for you, aren't you, in a second? <laughs> you're going to put I'm me on an apron, apron on you. By, this is the best thing. There's a company. And I left. I said, I got to go. <laughs> they would, this is the best thing about the airport. So someone would come by. I'd be totally in the fucking weeds. And like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I just look like shit. The place looks like it looks good, but like the, there's no one's you know, like. And then the best part is that three days later, they come back and, hey, we just returned. Wanted to say hi again. And I was like, and I'm like, I haven't left. I got, I got, I don't really want to talk anymore. Like, I lift my head, like, hey, how are you? I was like, I'm real busy. I'm real yeah. busy. And usually I love, you know, anyway. It, it, but it's, it's running okay now, right? Well, what it is, is it, this is what's happened. They laid off, the company we're with laid off 450,000 people. Oh, gosh. So that's, they're with stadiums. Also. The airport itself is down to two restaurants. They've got Chick-fil-A and something else. They called and said, listen, we're not. And it was like, well, what? Yeah, you're done. They let, you know, it's like, so I got a royalty check. It'd be like being in Treme or something. I got a royalty. We got a royalty check for nine cents. So I don't know if that means we sent sold three cokes. I don't know what the fuck it is. But, right, right, right. But so anyway, it's so shut it's, down the now. Business has slowed down considerably. It's, there's no one in the airports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the only thing that happened was uh, to end on it is that they're trying to bring it back. Um, they just don't have the staff or the money, and when and there's no one flying. But they're going to bring it back, and it's going to be a scaled down operation. And they'll probably call you back to get. Well, it I'm going to go in. Yeah, well, yeah. I've learned. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, but I th- who knows? You know, it was it's it very it's, it was great to be it's great to be at that company, yeah, and no, it's worked terrific, out. Terrific but it was it was a fucking yeah. nightmare. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. Like I I'm still not recovered from it. because right. when I went got, finally got on my plane to go to California, I thought to my, I thought of you for one second. I said, he's probably just going to get so fed up, he's going to walk out, put his apron off. And walk down some terminal and end up on some flight to like Italy or something. <laughs> you know? Jump on a one-way flight. Yeah. This is kind of crazy, right? All of a sudden, I was like, "Why are the fucking knives locked? All the knives and the pizza cutters are on these little cables." And I was like, "Like prison." Yeah. Well, like that. And I was like, "Well, are people going to?" And I didn't realize it's TSA. You can't. Oh, the idea that you can walk okay. around the knife, oh, yeah. all this kind of shit. And it was like, so well, that's really great because the pizza cutters weren't long enough. Uh-huh. They break, and then I remember we were so busy one time, and I didn't have my gloves on. And this woman, well, this woman that worked at the airport, started. Sc- she's like, "Where are your gloves?" And I was like, "I don't know where my gloves are." And like, she's screaming at me, and someone else. I'm just like, I'm just trying to, like, you know, I'm just trying to get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just help me out here. Yeah. But Susan did really well there. But Susan was able to. She Susan pulled, Spicer from yeah, Mont- Susan, yeah, who's yeah, great. Yeah. She pulled her own staff. She had enough of the bullshit the first week. With it wasn't. Listen, man. Everyone is there wants to work. It's just that I think the standards that were set before weren't the like they didn't weren't, didn't have to um, answer to or, or the right leadership. And I think it's a lot better now. Okay, good. Well, good. I think we've covered the airport part. Of yeah, this, let's get out of the airport. <laughs> um, but uh, but so Steve, you, you're not from New Orleans. Um, but but you arrived here as as uh, part of not the first wave, but but what I like to think of as the uh, DC to New Orleans pipeline. 
because there's a there's a whole bunch of uh, of guys that I that that we all know um, uh, that came from DC. Some of them went to Tulane. Some of them followed those guys. They were guys who played in bands like guys from the Neptunes, like Tom Clifford, exactly, and yeah. uh, and uh, uh, Jake Flack and Tom Stern and and uh, Derek Houston right and uh, and and. You knew some of those people uh, made their way to uh, to Austin after New Orleans, or like Tom Clifford, for instance. Right. And but then you were in Austin, but but you didn't. You you're not from D.C., but I understand you consider yourself a hockey brat. A hockey brat, yeah. So so your father was uh, involved in in professional hockey in some some. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was. Um, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My parents are both Canadian. Mm. My dad was from Pittsburgh. My dad, my dad, no, my dad was from Bancroft, Ontario, where they met my mom. And uh, my dad was part of uh, was a professional hockey player. So he, NHL, oh. NHL. So his name is Brian Bugsy Watson. You'll find he's old school, and he played for seventeen years. Defenseman, winger. He was a defenseman, and so he started with the Canadians. And at that time, he okay. was he was bought when he was fourteen years old. He moved from home. The Canadians bought him. So he's part of the original six. So then he goes to Montreal, plays there for years, then goes to Detroit, meets my mom. They have, they have, have this great relationship, and then they become with child and get married. And I'm the, um, you know, the child. Oh, and so okay. then we, so we, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So my life consisted of... I would live in these towns, where, and my dad got traded quite a few times. Not that much, but and I would live. Um, we'd go back to Canada in the summertime, and we had a cottage there, which would be like a camp here. Uh-huh. And so we lived on a lake, and we'd go back and uh, every summer, and then we'd go, and inevitably we'd get traded. You know, like so, Dad got traded, and it'd be like it was just great. Like you know, they it was like <laughs> you're talking about dumping kids in schools now with two days on, two days off. I would get, like, we'd get traded, and the next day, you know, two days later, I'd be dropped in a classroom. Yeah. And be like, hello, here's, this is Steve from, you know. And so what happened was we were traded to the Capitals, and that's where I met Jake Flack. So, Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals. So, so my dad was with the Red Rings. My dad had the world record for penalty minutes. <laughs> He's like the toughest guy you'll ever meet. Now, okay? was this in the days when they played without masks? Oh, or with something? everything. Helmets, no, yeah. yeah. My dad, when my dad yeah. came up, there was no there was no helmets. The goalies didn't wear masks, Renee. It was it was nuts. And so it, uh, fake teeth. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> His fake teeth look. But I was with my friends the other night. We were laughing about. Or my, or my friend's my, my friend's dad is a dentist, and he has fa- my my dad's teeth look so much better fake than they are when they're real. These right, old right. hockey cards, yeah, yeah. Like. So I grew up like that, which was really cool. Um, you know, and so I, you you got good at making friends. Quickly. You got good at making you, you friends. Did, you yeah. developed your your gregarious personality during that time. That that helped, yeah. Okay. Any inkling to want to be a hockey player? I loved that was all I wanted to do. Yeah, know? okay. And huh. then, but the thing, the, the thing that was, well, I wasn't good enough. That sort of hurt you. All right. But the thing that was cool was when we moved to Washington, Jake, who you know well, this is great, and he's everybody's favorite guy, my oldest best friend. Guitar player, singer, songwriter. Jake with, was, with $1, Jake car. was playing hockey, and his dad huh. went and said hi to my mom. Um, because we were on the little same hockey team. And he said, I'm from Detroit, and I know Brian just came here. And my parents were cool because all these people would live out in the suburbs, like the hockey guys, you know? 
And my parents went and got a place in Chevy Chase, Maryland, like downtown D.C. And we lived close to Jake, and that, that started our relationship. And then my dad, um, when he retired, we have other million other stories, but he went on, and then we ended up back in D.C. again. Oh, okay. So you've known those guys a long time. I've known Jake since I was, I think, second or third grade. Wow, yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, That's yeah. wild. That's yeah. wild. Well, you know, uh, Manny, I'm looking at the old clock on the wall and uh, and the, the the liquid in my cup, and it seems Uh-oh. like it's good a good time to take a break. Yeah, don't you I think? need to. I got the coolie dam in my bladder also. Again, so, again. Yeah. So yeah, let's take a break, and the nation can take a break, and we'll get a refill. Yes. And we'll be right back. And we're back, back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman. Back with our guest, Mr. Steve Watson. Steve. And uh, and we Doctor Watson, Doctor Watson, <laughs> I presume. Uh, so we have a a, a a great product that we've been associated with the past few months. And, yeah, uh, and it's something we always do at the second part of our show. We yes. want to talk about the VeloBarCBD.com protein beautiful thing that it is. It's it's a protein bar nation. Check it out. It's called the Velo Bar. And it's, it's a CBD bar. It's a CBD bar, and it's got what twenty five milligrams yes, of, CBD. of CBD. Yeah, and it's got hemp hearts and um, chia chia seeds. Other superfoods. Yeah, superfoods that are totally organic. And I tell you, I'm hooked on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you do have an addictive personality. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hooked on them, and uh, we had the CEO of the company. Yes, Mr. Brant Ryder, who yes. was on the show. Terrific guy. Couple, great guy, Brant. And I listened. Yeah, yeah. I finally listened to that show a couple of days ago, uh-huh. and I realized that he's a really, really good guy. And the thing that I found so amazing about that show is that we talked about our youth together. You know, mm-hmm. being, we knew each other in high school, but I didn't get a chance to bring this up. Uh, on the show, I, I just, just I did, you know, that whole time that he was moved from a commune in West Virginia right. to Venice Beach, California. Dirty little hippie kid. Yeah, dirty yeah. little hippie kid living in a fucking project of ghost town, Venice. <laughs> right. Uh, and he was dealing, and he's such a fucking bright guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, a bright fucking guy. But, uh, and the whole time, uh, uh, I felt bad for because he was dealing with his homosexuality at the time. Okay. Well, he seems to have gotten over that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's well, he's been married three times. He's got like eight kids. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. You know, uh, but uh, no. But Brant has come up with this fucking great product. Right. You've had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I love uh, the Two uh, the beautiful flavor, flavors, dark chocolate and the peanut butter flavor. Mm-hmm. I love them both. Sure. My wife loves the dark chocolate. Um, but I, I love them both. But they're uh, fantastic. They, 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 they're stress-relieving. Uh, they're good after a good workout. Right. It's actually a good breakfast bar. Sure. And right now, Nation, you could go to VeloBarCBD.com and order as much as you want and get free shipping. Free shipping, Renee. Right. I know. I, that's that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. But and and even that's not all. Not not all. Because uh, if you use the the promo code TroubledMen15, you get fifteen percent off your order. Incredible deal. It's a great deal. Can't and and, and uh, nation, uh, you're missing out on this because we're all stressed out. Yes. Everyone's stressed out. You know. Not uh, me. Not you? Okay, well. No. 
Well, you own a bar, so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hammered. Yeah, you yeah, said you've been on a, a 120 day bender. <laughs> no, oh, I have not. Been on <laughs> okay, well, oh, 118 day. Yeah, who's okay. counting at this yeah, point? Counting, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Nation, go to their website. You're gonna love it. Check out the reviews. Check out the blog. Brant, Brant, and Brant is just such a good guy. And I'm so happy that all my friends that I'm still in touch with, he's the one guy I'm still in touch with. Because okay. the other guys are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, anyway, let's get back to our guest because he's yes. exciting. Yes, well, well, before we do that, just, just to remind the nation, you know, if, if, if you, uh, you, know, you want to support the Troubled Men podcast directly, we, you can uh, jump on that link there in the show notes or in our uh, Facebook page and, uh, you know, you can help support the, uh, the running costs of, of the podcast and, uh, you know, buy Manny a drink and buy yourself a drink. Pay me back. Yeah, yeah. Pay, pay back our guests. original that's tab. Right, that's right. That's right. Which <laughs> I still... Trying to chip away at the, at the tab here. just fucking <laughs> so, so, Steve, you, you know, you're, you're a hard worker. Here's, here's what I, I think about you from afar. You're a guy that people love. You're much beloved, and, and you're a hard worker. And when I first met you, you were still in Austin. And were you uh, or were you not associated with the, uh, the Steve Wertheimer empire, the I, Continental I was, Club yeah, yeah. empire? So, and that's, yeah. Another great guy that everyone loves and right is on. a very hard worker. So did you, you feel like you learned a lot from Steve Wertheimer? Yes, he's great. I mean, that, that, the, the scene in Austin, I was there in 88 with the Neptunes for a couple of years. And then I went back and... Um, after I went, I, I left. We went. The Nep, we were in this band, the Neptunes, and we lived there. And we would play. And that's when Steve first had the Continental Club. And it was the the band that we, our band, was all DC guys that were all best friends who had grown up together. And so we we I I had left. I had to finish high school and went for a year of college when they moved down there. Okay. And so they in my place they hired Miles Zuniga, who was like the best songwriter ever. Not ever, but <laughs> but he did pretty well, and he ended up doing this fastball gig. Oh but yeah, he yeah, quit. Sure. yeah, yeah. So then I, they brought me back, and uh, so I, when I lived down there, and that's I mean I was twenty years old, and we would party at the Hole in the Wall, and and we would go to the Continental all the time. So Steve was a big, but I didn't know Steve as well then as I did afterwards when I moved back in '95, and I was there for about three years then, okay. and that's when I saw you guys because our paths never crossed. Um, I don't think the iguana. I don't know if you. When I was doing the Neptunes, the, the in the '80s, I didn't ever. No, run no, into no, you. no, yeah. no, no, no. We didn't. The, we, the, the iguana. The Neptunes. What? I, we were this band. Okay, so yeah, what kind of music was it? Was that? it was it was rock and roll? Just rock, roots, oh, rock, roots and roll. rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and okay. then we had this, uh, and we played together in high school. And we started as like a rockabilly band, and I was like, you know, I was the bass player that you know, it's like. I'm still clinging to just one string, pretty much, you know. And um, so solid, solid, solid approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like my balls. Just exactly, like exactly. Strings. Well, I haven't seen that. It's, it's early in the podcast. It's, it's, yeah, it's early. In the, it's early. But no, in the so but so we this band that we were out of high school, and we were like, and it was just it was just a blast. But we did something, and I was listening to that thing with with Chris talking about um, when, when they were doing the supergroup stuff. I mean, we traveled. We had a van, and when you could do that, and you remember you did that for years. When oh, you, yeah, well, you, yeah. But you guys actually made money. The iguanas did well. We were, and we would get, we would play Manny, and it'd be the our billing would say from Austin, that would be the top, and uh-huh, then it would say that's the, the big draw. Yes, yeah, from Austin <laughs> from because, Austin. and we moved down there, and at the time, it was like the tail. We had we had a bunch of DC guys that moved down there. It was like 
yeah. uh, Evan John, like a cool scene. Oh right, Evan Johns was Evan Johns, and it was a yeah, hundred. Yeah. You go down there, and you would. I was smoking pot then. I don't do that anymore with the CBD and all that other shit. Sure, but right. but we would go down. It was my rent was one hundred and thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, a month. and it was. I had a hard, I had to call my dad a couple times. Who was like, "See, why'd you leave school to do this?" But it was absolutely incredible. And we would travel around, and we did the same. We had the same booking agent as Dash. As um, our manager was Davis McClarty, and we would play. We went. We didn't give a fuck. We went across the country. Right. Just wanted, you were young and you wanted to get out. Open see, up for see. every fucking band. And we yeah, loved yeah. opening up for anybody because there would actually be fucking people there, you know. Right, but we right. did well in Austin. And we would play at the Hole in the Wall, the Continental Steamboat when it was there. It was before Austin. It totally, you know, it's like this is, this. well, this is, you know, 30 years ago. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it was way cool. And so that then that's, I met you later, you know, with... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But but you started off there, and then I guess from there, you, uh, $1,000 car had had uh, started up here, and, and right. Jake... Right. So what, and, what, it, what had happened okay. was that Jake, we were on the road, and we're out in California. So you'd be all fired up, right? So you'd play at, like, the Palomino, like, because you're from California. Sure, yeah. So we'd play the Palomino, and then we'd, yeah. then we'd play Rogie's. Rogie's, oh, yeah. And Guilty yeah. was, like, the guy at Rogie's. Like, there was, like, the same, and it was, like... Probably Carlo Nucio was Carlo, running the Car- board I don't or think, something. I don't think Carlo yeah, was there. a little early for oh, Carlo, okay, think, right. But we went out there, Maybe. and then Jake quit the band, and in the meantime, um, our booking agent was friends with Mojo Nixon. And okay. Mojo had... Him and Skid Roper quit. Like, they broke up. Mm-hmm. And so then half the band went and played with Mojo. I went... I wasn't invited to do that incarnation. Then I went and joined Mojo Nixon with the three of them, because Guilty didn't want to play bass anymore. Okay. So it was me. It was us, the Dead Milkmen. I, I think uh, the Cave Dogs. There was another band. Scruffy the Cat was on that tour. Oh, right, too. Remember right. that? Yeah, I do Scruffy remember those guys. Those yeah, guys were, are great. They yeah, recorded in Memphis, uh, and, and I, I crossed paths with those yeah. guys. Was, and it was, was like playing. I went from the outhouse to the fucking penthouse, man. I was like, also, I was playing I, Mojo. I was getting paid. It was yeah. like great, you know. I did a uh, a tour with the Dead Milkmen. Oh, they were all they, well. Mojo called them the Dead Milk Midgets. They were all like fucking yeah. Five they were just two. they were just geeks. They were nerds. Well, they and were, geeks they and were stuff they, like that. They were they were like so. We I did Thanksgiving with the one guy Rodney. Yeah, who was like the most gregarious of all of them. Yeah, and the other guys were like, but the one dude didn't say anything, and he was the one that wrote the and yeah. I, like the hit song, the punk the, rock girl, punk rock girl, bitch and Camaro, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did a, uh, a classic, uh, Bitch and Camaro. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, man!" My wife still cool. still references that song on yeah, <laughs> a weekly I, basis. I had started a band in like '89, '90 with Dick Rude and, and Xander Sloss and some other people. It was like a Vegas punk rock act, and and the Peppers, who were friends with Chili Peppers, said, "We're doing this East Coast tour with 12 cities. Uh, come on!" So we got in a van and we drove all the way to Baltimore. And the uh, streets of Baltimore, and we o- it was two Free Stooges, Dead Milkmen, Red Hot Chili Peppers, just playing campuses. Wow! All, uh, like a college ticket. So I got to know the Dead Milkmen. Um, they were weird. They were odd. They were just they, uh, being from Los Angeles. It was like, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know what the hell you guys. Where are you coming from? <laughs> they weren't that good, but they, they, they were. They were. But, but I don't think the Chili Peppers are that good back in the day. Between you and I, I. well. Uh, during the, this is like this is like the year before they exploded. Right, right. This is like the year. It's like '89. They exploded with the Blood Sugar Sugar Sex Magic record, and and they got what's his name, uh, the Beastie Boys producer, to produce their record. Uh, Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, and they exploded. Right they on. exploded. Um, I grew up with those guys. I knew those guys in high school and stuff. So I'm not going to say anything bad about them, except that Fleas uh, 
poor sport when it well, comes to Let me ask you a question. Did you know War Dotson? Did you know War Dotson, like the gun club? Do you know any of those guys? <laughs> I saw some of the shows. Because he was a pal. Yeah, I Gun Club, uh, Forty Five Grave, uh, you know, Cafe de Grand. They played at Cafe de Grand a lot. Right on. If I remember, was Club Lingerie then? Club Lingerie was still happening. I think today <laughs> it's still happening. I think uh, we did. Well, uh, I did yeah. the thing with Mojo, well, and it, I, I did it for two months or three months. Okay, and I still it get more fucking legwork. Like it's like I get more props for that. Like you play Mojo, it was like, and yeah. he was so great. He he did this thing that like the Chili Peppers guy did, where. Uh, a friend of mine told me that he would every time Anthony whatever Anthony would put on like a hat wherever yeah. town he was in, right. like the college hat. And Mojo, when we play with him, he would read like he'd go read. He's like he's a smart guy, you know. And he'd read like something that was going on, top, you know, it's like topical about what's going on in the situation. And he would pander to the crowd. He and- fucking every time I'd be like, <laughs> dude. But the only problem was no one could get laid because it was all the whole crowd was fucking all these guys. Like, you know, Debbie Gibson's pregnant. I was like, dude, I'm just trying to get a piece of ass. It's not helping. But we were on buses and everything. It was like fucking hilarious. Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, yeah, I I never you know I never thought I'd be fronting a band. You know, all my years until I turned like 28 years old. Also, I'm fronting a band with uh, with a, with my friend Dick Rude, and it's a Vegas. It's like Martin and Lewis meets punk rock. <laughs> that and, sounds so great. Oh, it was great. Me. It was great. And uh, the only thing that was, I mean, we actually were very good for a while. That you know, bands bands come and go. And we, we were one of right. those bands. You know, what, what's that? The old rock star says, "I, I see them come and I see them go." Right. Kind of stuff. And drugs played a part of it, and personalities played a part of it, and stuff like yes. that. But the only thing that, that I was always um, kind of disappointed about is that we never like got to document it, record an, or even an EP or something. You don't like have that. the you classic and everybody else. two free Stooges record. No, to, no, uh, we to have we have one of our songs and a movie soundtrack, and okay. that's about it. All right. Well, there you All go. Right. You did. Yeah, and it was one of our worst songs too. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> that's how that's the way it works in showbiz. Yeah. Well, so Steve, so so uh, through this the, this DC connection, um, I guess these guys, you're over in Austin, and they say, "Well, uh, why don't you come to New Orleans?" <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, the the first time I ever saw you, the, you you jumped up on stage at the Continental Club, and during, oh, you got during, pissed off at during me. the Guanas gig, and uh. you start shouting into the microphone. And I'm going, who the fuck is this yeah, you guy? Didn't, yeah, I didn't what like the, you at all. What the <laughs> fuck is he doing on my fucking stage? Oh, yeah, yeah, because you were, like, in charge. I remember well, that. Well, no, I wasn't in charge, but just anybody to jump up. So, anyway, we got off on the wrong foot. We did. I, that was yeah, funny. So, so, and then then, <laughs> then, then, years later, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working with $1,000 Car. I'm producing a, a demo sessions for trying to get him a record deal, and they had a different bass player. And then right. in the middle of the of the session I mean we'd, we'd done in the middle of the mixing they go oh well we fired our, our, our uh, bass player we have this new guy and it's you're know, like that guy <laughs> that <is a> prick <laughs> that guy I remember this because you were like you don't fucking do that to iguanas you were wearing like green pants okay well you plate. remember this better than I, I do and you were like all pissed <laughs> off and I was like I knew because I was like I know I didn't hammered. say you don't do that but uh, oh my know, god I've been I, doing that for fucking 30 years well anyway he'll uh, get over it this, no this this story it starts off like that, but it ends well because, to your credit, um, you know, someone else could have could have taken my negative reaction to you and said, "Well, fuck that guy, Renee. People don't even like him anyway. You know, fuck that guy. He's overrated. Whatever." 
you did not take that attitude. You, you, I was here. You, I, you I, kept I, being nice to me until you wore me down. I tried, did my best. You know? and, and ultimately, you wind up uh, uh, coaching my son in, in great, baseball. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, you found, got it then. I found out what a great guy you are. It's like, well, of course everyone loves Steve. He's quite lovable. And, yeah. and we had a whole. Uh, you know, minute, multiple years of, of, you know, playing on teams together, playing on teams against each other, you know, Derek's son. Exactly. Uh, uh, um, his name is... Uh, Walker. Walker. And your son, Ike. Ike, yeah. And, and my son, Daniel, were all played in, in the... They were the same age, pretty pretty much, and, and uh, played on, on those great teams. And often we were playing against uh, the Loria twins. <laughs> I saw them the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you mean, Manny? we? You're not playing. Well, this is waiting for Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And so, Steve, you know, I, I was in, I would show up. I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I would show up and help. I was like the, they'd go, would, the do helper. you want to be the, uh, the assistant uh, coach? I'd say, no, I'll be like the, 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 the team mom. You know, that's, that's what I can do. So, you know? Manny, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were awesome, but the thing is that I remember because they, uh, your credit, that you produced that 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 Ford that cassette tape that sounded great. That okay. I rec- then that's what I practiced on. Oh, okay, right on. And so and that and then that was the, the thousand dollar car thing. I, I've always played with really good people, Manny. So it's like I the the you know the until that. Well, no, 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 because I didn't play with him. We did something, which is a great story, with you did a dad's band thing that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm always, the other guys always make up for my, you know, shittiness. Yeah. But, uh. No, you're a solid bass player, and you don't play too much. You play right, you stay right in the pocket, Steve. That's why people like to play with you. (laughs) So, but, but we, uh, but we, so anyway, that's a funny story, but you not like him. I remember that. And I remember talking to Derek. He's like, well, and, you know, Derek's sort of aloof. Well, I don't know what, and I was, and I was like, and I've made, I mean, if I had a million dollars, if I had a, I don't know how many people I've apologized to. And it's gotten, you know, it's, as you well, think I've it's done, older. That I, I've done yeah. apologizing. Yeah, but we no, had so much fun. And then, but you guys at the time, though, also, you guys were so, you guys were kicking ass. I mean, the Iguanas were a fucking great band. And it was like, and you still are a great band. But yeah, it was like, you know, so. and it, but it was cool. And so that it all sort of worked out. But the thing that was really neat, man, it was that the kids getting together. And the thing is that, so, and I don't don't take this the wrong way, Renee. You're not like the most athletic guy. You play the piano. You play the bass. No, all no. I, I have I have a swimmer's body, but I swimmer. but I hate the water. So so he hates the water. So but anyway, but Daniel, his kid, so he's like the tall kid. He's got the big yeah. red hair. Yeah, I know. And he's yeah, got yeah. the hat like because his head. Ike and him had like the biggest heads ever. My kid and him. Mm. But Daniel can fucking kill the ball, and I'm like. A natural pitcher. I'm man. like, let's yeah. go. Let's get Daniel on the team, and he's a great kid, and it worked out really well. And it, that's that's what you know. Yeah, that's we had life, many, right? Many fantastic. Well, let me ask years. you something about going back to sports. Your father, NHL hockey star, traded a lot. Did he ever play on a good playoff team? Ever made it to he the won Cup? The, he won the Stanley Cup. He's he did. on okay, the Cup with the Canadian Jet. So he what won year? that. What year? That would be, I think it's like 67. Oh, no, God, six, that no, 65, long ago? Well, the Canadians own hockey back then. He owned yeah, the hockey, yeah. but he, he's on the Cups. I've, I've, the Cups been at my dad's bar. Nice. It's like his name's on it. It's fucking cool. Another thing real crazy is that he went to this day. It's one of my favorite stories. He goes, uh, he's great friends with this guy, Glenn Sather, who's coaching the Edmonton yeah, Oilers. Yeah, 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 Sather, so my, yeah. So my I dad is, is, is get let, released by the Caps, goes to the WHA, and he plays in Cincinnati for the end of the year. Doesn't go, and then the next year, he becomes the head coach of the Oilers. Their second year in the NHL. It's, it's Paul Coffey, 
Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky yeah. Mark Messier. Yeah. In the meantime, we went to the Cincinnati Stingers. He was Messier's roommate. My dad, who I can't imagine, he's the funniest guy ever. And the shit, whatever he was, like, him and Messier were roommates. Messier was 17, shit, really? and my dad was 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and to this, so, so then all of a sudden, so Mess is like his best pal. We go to Edmonton. We go to training camp. It's like me, Gretzky. I was like, I'm like 10 years old. It's like unbelievable. And yeah. those guys, to this day, I, I, went in, I ran into Wayne Gretzky 20 years later. I said, hey, man, Steve Watson. Steve, what you doing, you know? And my dad. He, and he remembered you? He, of course. Kid, yeah, guys yeah, yeah. There, like, the hockey thing is pretty cool, man. That's a, that's a great bond. It's a tight, a tight. So uh, then my, yeah, yeah, so then we had the, like the recorders, you know, the home recorder. Yeah. And this is when Messi is in, in, with the Rangers. And this whole scoop had come out that he had, um, nail, he was nailing Madonna and he got a contract for, Five million dollars at that time, which was unheard of. Right, and I and he calls it, and they call back, and my dad called him and said something like, you know, hey, mess, I heard you're nailing Madonna and something else, and the call comes back, hey, bugs, it's mess. Um, I can't really talk about the Madonna thing, and you're wrong. It's not five million; it's eight million. Call me back. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. growing up in LA, no hockey at all. I mean, we had the, had the Kings. Yeah, we had the Marcel Kings. Marcel Dion, my dad played Marcel, with him. Marcel, oh yeah, and that was and Rogie Vashon was my favorite. Rogie, player. oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, Rogie, the goalie, and um, the best thing about Kings hockey back in the seventies and, and eighties until Gretzky came was listening to Bob Miller do play by play. Bob Miller was the L.A. Kings play-by-play. Oh, wow. And this guy had so much passion for the Kings, they would lose every night. They would tie <laughs> once bad. in a while. They would win. Gene Carr was another favorite Oh, one. this is a good story of Gene Carr. Gene Carr was the blonde hair guy. Yeah, blonde Gene hair. Gene Carr was so stupid, they had him convinced that he had to cut his shag carpet. No <laughs> bullshit. I'm telling you. My dad's like, Gene Carr, yeah. He's like, over the box, that bag of hammers. Yeah. So go. my fondest memory of L.A. Kings, and also there was the L.A. Sharks, which was the other league, which right, they couldn't right. give away tickets for that yeah, team. Yeah. But my fondest memory of L.A. Kings was when they beat Edmonton in the first round of the playoffs in the early 80s. Bob, it was like you know one of those best of five things. Or Dave Taylor. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Charlie Bob, Simmons. That was the fucking the gold line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Wow, Dave you are Taylor. into hockey. Dave Taylor, who was the, he was the enforcer, wasn't he? The, he was the center, and Charlie, yeah. it was Charlie Simmons yeah. and Marcel Dion. Well, when Bob Miller's play-by-play is going on, and I'm listening at home as a kid. <laughs> you know, I live, in, I live like near the beach in, in Santa Monica. Why is a kid from, from the listening to hockey? But I was so into that year. And the team, a lot of us were. Bob Miller is doing the play-by-play. And when, uh, I don't know who scores the go-ahead goal, he goes so crazy because <laughs> we're going to win. We're actually going to beat Edmonton. First time we ever won a playoff series. Bob Miller screams so loud and so excited that he falls off his chair in the press box. And you hear like... <laughs> and the play-by-play guy, Rich Murata, is going, Bob! Bob, get up, Bob. It's the most amazing day. And Bob couldn't get up, and there's... <laughs> right on, yeah. You know, so your dad has a ring. He's got... He's, he's got, got a ring. The ring, they had to pay for the ring. Uh, I've got it. It looks like a high school ring. The Canadians are so cheap, they, you had to pay for the ring. Oh, sure, yeah. I that sucks. That. Isn't that amazing? That but no, he's, sucks. But, he, but they weren't so cheap. That's just the way it was back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so good back to your music career. You're in New Orleans. 
You love New Orleans. I now. love New Orleans. Yeah. I've been here for my kid. You know, my my kid's mom and I met in Austin. Yeah, and we moved here. Uh, I think it's 24 years ago. Now, why leave Austin to come? Because here? what happened was I came over to visit, and Jake had this band. I came over one jazz fest, and I met like Miss Mays, which is on uh, way up on magazine, at, like right. four in the morning. I was 25 years old. I was like, why the fuck not? Like I'm, you know, yeah, like, I, could do I, I, had, this. I had a band over in Austin that was like it was me and Pete, and it was great. yeah, Pete Gordon. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to bring him up, but go ahead, tell your so story. So Pete yeah. and I, or who's my second? I've been so lucky to have these great friends. So, but anyway, I'm here, and I'm like. I can do this. And that's when, at the time, they were trying to get rid of their bass player. So it was an easy move over. And, at the, and right at that time, I'd fallen in love with Ike's mom, Sarah, who's from here. And her last name is Odom. She's a big family. They're awesome. Right. So we become with child as, like, you know, we're doing the timing method and, you know, how that works out. <laughs> and it's, well, it works out always for a good reason, right? Sure, Ike's yeah, there. yeah. You have a beautiful and, uh, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I moved over because I had a gig with the band and I got a, and I went, our first show we play is at the Mermaid. Yes. And Remy is there, this guy named Robert, who was the cook at the Bulldog. And he's like, man, Hoochie Coochie, I know you from Austin. Because we used to date Amy's. Remember Amy's Ice Cream in Austin? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I dated Amy after Remy. <laughs> so I was like, Remy. And he got me a job at the Bulldog. And then I started working in the bar business. And my dad owned a bar. And the pizza that we have at the Midway is based after my dad's restaurant. Okay. And what city is that in? That's in Alexandria, Virginia. It okay. was, it's still there, but it's not, you know, he's not owning it anymore. Yeah. And so I just moved over here. And I was like, that was it. And I'll tell you what about this town. I mean, raising a kid in this town is fantastic. Like, it's fantastic. You know, we did a lot of good stuff. You know, for all, it's like, you know. And now... I mean, I can't imagine what you're going through, Manny, with the kid and, you know, someone who's in, you know, who's in high school, you know, your kid's 14, like... She's 15, yeah. Fuck, man, you know. Um, yeah. She's got be- a good head on her shoulders, though, you know. But, but it's just yeah. these times right now, I mean, I'd be honest <laughs> with you. It's like, right now, that was one of the only, th- like, I told Ike not to come back. He's living in Austin. I was like, right. you know what, just stay there. You're safer there. And this was four months ago. It's like... Just one less thing to worry about. Yeah. Right. I got to say, um, when, when we, uh, we had Steve Wertheimer had a, had a, a big uh, round number birthday a couple of, a couple oh, of years yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good time. And, and, and it was a, a, a Gabby, his wife, threw a, a surprise birthday party for him and brought all these people from his past in, you know, so the iguanas were there secretively. And, and, uh, yeah, everyone know, loves that. Well, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Man, he's pissed off. He's not been able to talk. I've been talking no, no, the whole no, time. No, I mean, I, no, he's I, just saying you don't like surprises I, like no, that. No, no, I don't want it. But anyway, like the, the point fucking. of the story is uh, I'm, I'm there ahead of time, we're, and you know, we're kind of preparing, and this tall young man comes walking across the room, Aww. and he extends his hand, and he goes, and he goes, uh, Mr. Coleman, uh, so good to see you. Uh, uh, Ike Watson. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> He was. You get to look forward to this because your kids drive you fucking crazy, and they're so much nicer to everybody else than you. It's he, awesome. He was. So, I, I was. I was beaming at just how he had turned. Not that I ever doubted he would right. turn, but you know, I knew him as a kid. You know, a sullen teenager. You know, and then here he is. And I said, "Oh, you know, my daughter's thinking about going to UT." And he goes, "Oh," and he starts telling me all this stuff. Oh, if you start a business, you could do this, and that's what yeah. I did. And if she ever wants to talk to somebody about it, I was like, "What a great kid!" He's a great man. guy. You know, you forget that because you get to this age. I don't know if you're like this, and I just you know we can talk off, but it's like 
and I love my son so much, and he drives, but he's great. And we're getting to an older age now where it's like it's easier. Well, you but, look to them to take over because it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, but I'm, it's I'm like, about but, worn but out. But it's so. like I, I, I'm, I've, I've done that where it's like you know my dad would be like, "Man, you're such an asshole to my, your mom and I, and everybody else loves you." I was like, "Dad, you get it all wrong." <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, it's been a little bit more. Difficult because you know uh, everyone's at home. All these man, kids I can't. Are at home. Uh, that'd kill me. Yeah, uh, uh, thank God I'm working, so I have to. I get to leave home, and you, you can't get to get see anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? With your bad eyes, you can't even I see can, what's going on. No, he can see. Uh, I, under, yeah. I understand what's going on. <laughs> I understand. Wait till they come back for his Christmas, the first like Christmas break for the month, and they're at F and M's every and night. And the door's locked. Oh no no no! <laughs> I mean, they leave the door open. And no, like, I'd lock the door. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. There you go. That's what we should have done. No, well, uh, she's she's a sophomore this year. I don't know what's going to go on with her school. I, gonna... This is you know this is so nuts. I'll, I'll tell you. And um, I don't know where we're at. You ask me questions. I don't no, no, go ahead. But it, this is this is unbelievable. You know, the the, the idea that this is three. I I have, I know. I don't think I know as much. I know less than I knew three months ago about right. what's going to happen. Yeah, and you know oh, it's, we. It's unknowable. It's unknowable, and it's you're just trying to you're, you're doing it day by day, and you're like I'll tell you, Manny, you're talking about not getting so like like that like. You know, just doing stuff. But like we, the the weekend that shit went down, I played with Chris's band because we were getting ready to do South by Southwest. Chris Lee, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And so we're doing. So so this is good. Chris's band. He's like, you want to do the band? I said, yeah, I'm in. So I show up. I've got a Dan Electro with flat wounds, and it's like he's like, you want to do some eighth notes or whatever these things are like. And I was like, right, the, and I sort of pretty pretty hard rocking band. Yeah, I was kind like, of, kind I was of like Alice Cooper band. Yeah, yeah, style. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I could, and I was like, and the only thing is, Chris's stuff is fantastic, but there's a lot of chords. I'm like, dude, it's not just one, four, five. Like, why you got to do this other shit? And then we change it up all the time. And then Manny, you like this? All, he's like, hey, everything's tuned down. Because this is like the rock and roll things. It's like everything's down a half step. Okay. So, so get it, that fat sound. I don't yeah. know what the fuck it is, but the problem is, right. is I'm playing it, like practicing. I'm like, well, I'm just going to play. So it'd be like if you're playing an A, you just go down a step. So I'm going to play everything down a step because I'm used to – I don't want to tune my bass down. So we go to practice, and it's like a complete nightmare. I'm like – Man, I've been practicing these songs. <laughs> like everything's like everything's like, in a different key. Half yeah, step it's away. like it's right, like. Right. So he's like, "Why don't you just tune your bass down?" I was like, "You know what? You got a good idea." Yeah, and I did. It worked out. Yeah, it worked fine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, those guys are terrific, man. We <laughs> and then they Chris. canceled it. They canceled it. So we play the gig the night before, and then that Saturday, I'm at work. Kate's out of town, and the shit hits. Was, we Friday, I was out with my pal, and they canceled schools. And Saturday, it went down. Yeah. Sunday, all of a sudden, everyone at my work at the Midway, um, we knew the bars were set down. But at Midway, I was like, "Well, let's, if we can be open, let's be open." And I had it was sort of like it was a mutiny kind of thing. Well, listen, man, if you want to do this, if you want to like cut off, um, we don't want to work if it's un. I was like, I don't, "No one's tested positive. I don't know what the fuck to tell you now." But we'll stay open. We opened with three guys the next day on Sunday and we had three for the whole and I, I jumped back in the kitchen and it went on for a month where it was like fucking Animal House meets North Dallas 40 like drink start drinking at 12 o'clock <laughs> and it was like like you I were was, still open during all this time? we opened we kept the midway open the whole time and it wow. was like it was nuts man it was all takeout 
And right. it was like, it was fucking crazy because what happened was online ordering, you'd get like 100 orders at once. But every, no, every day I thought, didn't you have this where you thought you were like, <sighs> like I thought I had it. I didn't know if I had it. I didn't know if I was going to die. I just was like, oh, was, you thought you were, you, you, you had the, had the COVID. Yeah. 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 It, was, it just sort of went there. Um, I, you know, to be honest, uh, because I've uh, been distancing for years. That I I never <laughs> thought that I I had it at all. Yeah, yeah. at I, all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but um, my wife and child, who have not been, they uh, they were quarantined, and we were all quarantined together, and uh, it was not nothing, nothing. But then there's been times over the last like six to eight weeks where. You know, I have a, a fucking sneeze attack, and uh, my nose is running, and it's got to be allergies because I suffer sure. from allergies yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of pollen, yeah, a lot of pollen in the air, the and I yeah, think yeah. to myself, I start thinking, oh fuck, fuck, fuck. Well, that's the thing you yeah. don't know. Yeah, and there's yeah. no no way to get tested, so you know. But uh, yeah, you know, we're as as I said, we're we're resilient here, so you know, we are resilient, and uh, you know, we we've been very careful, and we're Every, even we're being careful everything. here. You we're know, we're doing very careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the three of us are. Right. I'm not speaking for anyone else. No, yeah. no, no, but I'm working. No, no, no. I'm giving you a hand job later, Manny. Okay. You're well, going to you know, personally? Yeah. No, no. You're not okay, personally. Well, Chase is going to help. That, out. That'll be okay. He's, he's going to have have a have have it's a, a big a, night. A helping hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, uh, that that will be a first for the Troubled Men podcast. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say uh, another, uh, another first for the Troubled Men podcast. I understand you are out playing some golf today. I was playing golf. And, and, oh my god! And uh, so you're a golfer. Now we've you have to be the first golfer that we've ever had. I'm the on worst the podcast. golfer ever to have okay. a whole well, one. Yes. Dave Clements is a golfer. Dave okay. Clements is a great golfer. Oh really? And I play yeah. with him a bunch, and he's yeah. such man. Gotta love him. Has he been yeah. on this? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he, he was he, one of our earliest. Uh, He's the and he best left. Ever. He, he left. The He's show. the only guy fucking making money in town, man. Always. Uh, I don't know about now. It was actually tonight. Tonight there's a a, a, a fundraiser, a rent party uh, for a circle performance bar? for the circle, circle bar. bar. Yes, that and, sucks. Uh, they, they have to figure this out. They have to well, figure out what to do with rent. The problem with that is, is that uh, the owner of that land is going to kick them out sooner. Well, then or later. fuck it. Yeah, then yeah, see yeah. who's going to come in. This is this is a big thing to remember. Is that you know we're looking? Look at the bar right now. We have four people here. Right. So yeah. Manny, and, and that's the, the the little thing. I don't that, like any of them. No. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> then they're not in for the hand job. That's yeah. Chase, the other one. Hey Chase, yeah, yeah, I'll have another one. <laughs> okay. So okay, but but here's the thing: the the thing that is like let's open up all this other shit, and we're playing by the rules here at the Kingman. People aren't coming out, man. You know, people are not coming. The restaurant is our dining. It's great. We have you know. A quarter of what we used to have is take up. People are scared, and that, this is what's lost when people are saying, "Let's open everything up." People don't want to come out. People, right. are not, and, that, and there's nothing. It's like, and this is like this. It's not a political thing. It's like it, it is, I guess, but it's like it's a smart thing. It's a smart thing, man. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know where we. And it's like I think things have been lost a little bit. With our leadership, as far as trust and stuff like that. Oh, and you I'm not, think? <laughs> well, my thing is, I don't. Have, I don't want to waste my time talking about that right now. Sure, That's, no, we're no, all, no you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, we're trying to talk about other things. But, but yeah, but yeah, yeah I just. But you, you, I'll get the next round. No, you don't. Have to, <laughs> oh, he'll get the next round. <laughs> yeah, Chase, I'd have another one too, baby. Yeah. But the thing is, just that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like it's like okay, cool. Let's open everything up, man. Like no, um, can't do it. No, no it's, it's coming. It's, uh, out, the, the, yeah, it's it's not it's not policy. It's, it's well, the, immunology. I, did you see today? There are restaurants that opened like three weeks ago, and they've decided to say, "Well, it's not working." We're Their working. loans went out. Yeah, it's, that's it's a big done. thing. So they it's got. The, but Dave, Snake and Jake's, 
He had a fundraiser. He had a, 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 a loan thing. So he's been able to... Uh, they're not open because he doesn't want to open because at 50% at Snake and Jake's, it's just not it's worth like it. two people. Yeah, it's two right. people. Correct. Uh, and the Circle Bar, <laughs> he uh, is having that fundraiser tonight, which I'm supposed to be at. He, he, he begged me to go there, and I, and I said no. <laughs> um, because really? apparently, well, it's f- tons of free booze right now. <laughs> they're not open. So it's just, he's got a whole bar full of stuff. But anyway, there's some performer. I don't know who's been doing it for him. I, I have no idea, but he knows what he's doing. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's he a, knows he's what such, he's doing. He's the best guy ever. Yes, well, we all want to support all these these right. institutions, you know, you, like the, you know, Snake and Jake, Circle Bar. I mean, you were a Kingpin. Of Kingpin, uh, you, you know, all these places, uh, you know, it, it took years and years to develop all these institutions. If, if these places go away, we're not, we're not going to get them back. Over, you know, you, you can't recreate this well, I, out, I, I, out of, uh, with water and, and, a, and a mix. I think, you know? that, I think you're going to see a lot of places take the, I think I, I think we know that. I think that the CBD in downtown is going to take a hit. Uptown's been doing pretty well because it's a lot of people that are, are going to take out or whatever. You know, for a person like myself, we own the building. So it's just well, a matter helps. of, that helps as a matter time. of my, my, own, my partner and I, Ben, are not getting paid. Which is fine. We've gotten loans. It's like that. That's what's going to happen. And you, but the, I, th- you know, I just wake up. I'm like, oh, this has got to end at some point. You know, like fuck. I don't think anytime soon. Though. I don't that's think so the either. problem. Well, you know, World War II ultimately did end. You know, right. <laughs> no, you're right. I just, you know, and I just, I, I think that you just hang in there. But there's a lot of people that, you know, you're seeing people drop. I, I think when the loans, you know, I, but I. I don't know. This is too much of a cop. Like well, they say they might give us another stimulus check. That's okay, good. Well, well, you know, yeah. don't I, tell I, Chase my, that. Well, my last stimulus check, <laughs> uh, my wife, my wife kept saying, "Where's the erection?" You know, <laughs> didn't have the desired effect. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't do that. You know, but um, you know, it, it's crazy going nuts. But you've been so good tonight. We could talk forever. I have yes. one story to tell you, though. Okay, okay. good, good. A closing. An, uh, closing this is an story. upbeat story? It's a fantastic story. Okay, let, good, me good, t- good. let me say one thing before okay, your story. Good. You know, it's getting out of control that everything that's going on in the world, the nation, the city, the streets of New Orleans, that uh, it's, it's, getting, uh, it's getting too much. You know, uh, you, push, you push a teenage crack whore out of your car, and she never lets you forget it. <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's, it's crazy it's, going I, I, nuts. I have a perfect follow-up story. <laughs> good, good. I would love okay, that. My okay, C-. No, I'm a... Okay. I'm a the C-minus, okay. Okay, so my, 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 my favorite story is one of them. Is, so anyway, back in the day, we, we all kids went to Lusher. And so we have our music teacher that was beloved, Mark Hughes. Yeah, Mr. Hughes. Yeah, yes. We decided to put a band together for him. So it was Derek... So it was like, like, why don't we put together a band? And, and Mark would play every morning. He was fantastic. Morning just, meeting, yeah. Morning meeting. So your kids, at, was that Lusher? My kid oh, yeah, goes yeah, yeah. to Lusher. Yeah. So yeah, so I'll still get like, hey, aren't you the, are you in Mr. Hughes' band? Like, I've gotten that before. Like, yeah, they <laughs> recognize you from the dad's so, band. So we, the, we all of a sudden, they come up with this soiree thing. And the reason, yeah. so I'm in the band, so I'm playing bass, and Renee's being 
he's like, well, I'll play piano. Like, well, I, you, I always like to play piano. Right, in that right. Band. So you're fantastic. That's, so, well, that's, so, that's my, so we had, I like to do that. Yeah. So you were doing that. So then we, you, Doug, Cranston Clemens, right? Me, Rich and Collins, I think. Rich Collins, no, no, no the, but the, but the first year, but, you know, Rich was like playing guitar and singing. Yeah, yeah. Something. So yeah, something yeah, else yeah. was going on, right? So we put together this band, Manny, for him, and it's like the band is fucking lights out. Like, I'm the weak link in the band. It's like, but you guys are so good. So Derek's oh, no, fucking no. blown. No, but it was like, so we go to we do this soiree, and it's with this guy named Hannibal Lacumbe. And that's a, oh, a fundraiser. The soiree is the big school fundraiser. So the fundraiser, yeah. because I was trying to think if you were on it, because you would have jumped on it. But it was um, Amasi. Who's the guy that played piano? Uh, Amasi Miller. The older guy with glasses. You're not talking into the mic. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't want to see. Oh, uh, um, Amasi Metas- Whatever the guy's name was, the other guy's playing piano. And it's uh, like this. So this guy is the, cure, like the head of the CAC, and he's this guy, Hannibal Lacumbe. Okay. This big dude, like this dude who sort of looks, channels Miles Davis, right? And so they were like, "Well, we we got it. We we got the dad's band doing four songs, and Hannibal's going to do a song." And I thought you were on on this. No, I think I might have been on the road or something. Something. So, but Doug's there, so I'm like, "Fuck, dude! Like, we got to do this jazz thing." And it's like, and Doug looks at me. He's like, "Hey, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like a bossa nova." I'm like, "Bossa nova." I I know three fucking chords. You know, one, four, five. So I go and I'm like chain smoking. I'm like I'm outside smoking. I'm like, and <laughs> Mr. Hughes is like, this is before they're like, well, we need a bass player. I said, what do you mean? He said the guy hasn't shown up yet. I was like, fuck, dude, I gotta do this thing. <laughs> He's like, and they're like, yeah, hey, and and Hannibal's like, hey, baby, no problem. You play, we play, we just jam, you know. And I'm like, and they're doing everything. I was like, what key is this in? It's like fucking minor times 12 on acid with a B. I'm like, all right, so here we go. So it's like, and this is not the dad's band. So I'm okay, outside. Right, right. So I'm like, I go, and I'm like, so when Doug tells me it's Bossa Nova, I walk outside, I get a cigarette, I'm like, I can't kill it. I come back in, I was like, fuck it, I'm in, man. So I'm like, and I'm playing really low. Boom, 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 boom. Solid move, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, solid. Like, I'm like, and everyone's like, and all the moms are there like, Yay, you know, and so we do the first song, and I was like, and I miss everything, but it sounds okay because I'm so low, right? Sure, yeah. So then we go to the next thing, and he goes, this guy, Hannibal, goes on this like that diatribe. He's like talking about all the babies, everybody, let me tell you something. And he's talking about Miss Morse. This is, she looks after my babies, and my accent is horrible, but he's a really good trumpet player. So he's like, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, this is fucking like I just tortured the last. The big build up here, and he's like, all of a sudden he goes on the trumpet. He's like, and he does the thing where it's like guttural down low, and I'm like, man, this is fucking bad. I'm looking back at Doug. He's like, I don't know, you know. I was like, and he's like, he's like, I want to rock you, rock you all that long, and I was like. Boom, and we hit it. I was like, I can fucking nail this one, motherfucker. And it was so great. And I still have chills. And I was like, that was one of the best rock and roll moments of my life. Nice, nice. Well, you nice. know, there's one thing that, you know, uh, your kids went to Lusher, my, you know, our kids went to Lusher. There was one thing that the Lusher community could agree on was not to have me perform at all. <laughs> not tonight. It's in your Ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> I always offered. I always offered to Reidlinger and all the CEOs, and they said, no thanks, man. They still <laughs> they come by. Man, I can't thank that. That's the greatest. 
It's the school uh, for parents. It's fantastic. Great, great community. <laughs> great community. Still, still going strong. Well, Manny, uh, this seems like a podcast, huh? It does, and thank so good, fun goodness to be, to be out. To yes, be out. and, 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 and we, we're uh, able to do a podcast. Yeah. I'm sure we will have to do more. And it looks like your wife gave you a haircut. So she uh, did today, yeah, just yeah, today, exactly, yeah, and I, I could tell. It's, yeah, it's yeah, solid yeah, though. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cereal bowl. It looks like or a soup bowl. Manny, you're so mean to me. It's yeah, a great I think haircut. He looks good. We'll, yeah. we'll take a picture tonight after this, and the the nation can decide. Okay. Uh, can 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 rate my haircut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm willing to. Well, uh, my barber died. He he's did. dead. Yeah, he's dead. The guy from Oak Street. Yeah, Mr. Bud. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's he's dead. Sad dude. Uh, Man, Manny, yeah, we yeah. were trying to end this on an upbeat note. But yeah, and jobs, Manny. Come on. Uh, you know, I guess I guess we all got to go sometime. No, uh, I guess and he owed me like eighty bucks too. Really? Which, that's yeah. it's hard to imagine. Yeah, how that, the last Saints game. I bet I said the Vikings were going to beat the Saints. He said, "Fuck you, Manny." Okay. I said, "How about you? You want to bet some money?" He goes, "I'll bet you eighty bucks." Okay. I know. Well, I don't know why eighty. Uh, yeah, not in a hundred. Yeah, know, I don't know. know but he said eighty. Slightly. Maybe wrong, I heard. You know, he was deaf. Yeah, yeah. So. He, I remember you telling us. Well, you know, uh, rest in peace. He's right. a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's dead now. Well, so you know, it's if, okay. if you play your cards right, maybe my wife will give you a haircut. No, that's not happening. Okay, well, whatever. No, no that's um, not uh, happening. Uh, no. Okay, uh, offer rescinded. Uh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, but it's it's thrilling to be here with everyone, sitting in a, a space, seeing everyone's shining face, and, and uh, you know we'll probably never be here again because you should gonna, come here. Do you? No. Well, we're gonna we're gonna probably be infected. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll be infected by next week. No, no, you no, may we'll, you you and Chase you may never leave. You get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I like Chase. I like the I like the look in his eyes. He seems yeah. like a good boy. You yeah. Uh, not. This is it, dude. You never leave it. <laughs> okay, I've busted well. a lot of things. <laughs> uh, I've left a lot of things. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, Manny, you know, in the Trouble Nation, we like to say uh, trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>